thinking of this passage the other day, uh, I did something um, a bit strange. I asked my phone who I am, and it told me I was Keith, which is a bit of a relief, really. But then I asked two other phones, and one told me that I was called Emmeline, which is my wife's name. Another one didn't have a clue who I was at all. The iPhone virtual assistant Siri does speech recognition, but not really voice recognition. It identifies words and turns them into some sort of meaning, but it doesn't pick out our accent or our mannerisms, those things that we listen to in somebody's voice and says, ah, that must be such and such a person, such that we can spot them on the phone before they maybe say much at all. And of course, that's true of other providers, the ones by Amazon, Google, Samsung's. Each of those assistants, they hear the voice and they're always ready to respond whether you're the owner, their shepherd, or not. The sheep of the good shepherd, Jesus says, know his voice and they'll listen for the call. But they also know to reject other voices, to stay put in the fold, not to venture out when they hear a stranger's voice. They stay home, they stay safe. Whether we are in the world of lockdown or not, this is sometimes a challenge for us. We might hear many ideas and ways of thinking, and they might sound good to us, they might sound like a fresh opportunity. It's something we can understand, something that is popular. It might be something that gains mass consensus by its very nature. Therefore, it must be good, mustn't it? And if it's good, is that God's will? It must be the call of the shepherd to travel a certain path. But we have to stop and think, is it really God's voice? Is it really the voice of the one that we trust? And then there's the other issue. We might hear the voice and decide to stay in the pen. If we're to stay in the pen, we, we think we're safe. The wall surrounds us from the robbers. And while there's a gate there, uh, even when it's open, we might be happy to stay. Just stood against the back wall. But if we did that, we wouldn't ever get to lush pastures, would we? Or be able to go and drink the water of a stream, a stream that might refresh us. And so there's a risk that when the gate is open in the morning for the new day, that we might actually go hungry in the pen, rather than as a young lamb run out and frolic in the field. Whenever we come to the end of lockdown, we will need to think of what God is calling us to do. Listen for his word. What is it that Jesus, the good shepherd, says to us? How does he want us to serve? What is his voice 
going to say at that time, I wonder. The timing of meeting, the time of going out, needs to be the Kairos moment, not set by week or month, some time in advance, no arbitrary date that just happens to suit a politician. But it has to be the time that's right for God's purpose. What's right for one might not be right for another. What's right for one church might not be right for another. We will have to listen for the voice. It seems that that, just now, will still be some time away. It's been suggested that singing in public might be as dangerous as coughing or sneezing. Maybe even more so. We tend to put our hand over our mouth. We, we grab a tissue and put it there and then bin it. But not so much when we sing our favourite hymns, when we belt them out as loud as we can from the depth of our lungs. As Germany starts to come out of lockdown, the churches and government are struggling to find the right path. Some of the churches are open today, but there are strict rules in place. Seating two metres apart, no singing. I wonder what a church like that would be like. A church service that is not a church because the church is the people. The church are the people who listen for the voice and respond as we are led, going and staying at the right times. Each day we hear voices of politicians and people in the media trying to communicate their message, their understanding of why we should do certain things. How much should we hear? How much can we trust? And here's one measure. Does it sound like God's voice? How much is directed by love and protection? How much by internal desire, money or greed? And of course that rule has always applied. It's applied through the centuries. It applies also now as we seek a new future. When we hear politicians encourage us to do something and we think that's right, is that because it's God's will? Is it God's path ahead? Or is it simply how we would choose to go? The voice we can trust is from the Good Shepherd, who does not harm us, but leads us to life in all of its fullness. A life that we can be God's people, knowing and sharing his love, trusting in the promise of eternity. But of course, this life that we are promised by Jesus, by the Good Shepherd, comes at price to him. He is ready to stand in harm's way when the wolf comes, when the robber comes, he will speak out. He is the key worker that is protective and compassionate, and he is ready to take a risk. And as it turns out, at the cross, gives his life for the flock. 
the good shepherd says that there was a time when all the sheep were of the same breed, of the same sheepfold, children of Israel. But also declares here that there are other sheep of other folds, different stories of life. And just as we are familiar today, that the early church comprised Jew and Gentile, the, the church now has people from every background imaginable. And be they a young single asylum seeker or the queen, there is in Christ no difference. The good shepherd cares for them and they must choose to listen to the words spoken by his voice. We can know that voice because we know the sort of things he says and the way that he says them. Let us come close to him, spend time with the Good Shepherd, become even more familiar with his voice and be able to recognise it as a child recognises their parent calling their name or a sheep the voice of their shepherd. Amen.